If there's one thing that we all know about me, it's that I'm constantly fixating on my health. We know, baby. We know. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I'm always trying a new thing. I'm trying a new diet, a new workout, a new gadget. Just trying to find out what really works and what's fact versus fiction. Yeah, and I'm constantly researching, usually for Taryn to Mm -hmm. look up some new illness or ailment and try (laughs) to calm her down. But also, since being in my 30s, I'm really focused on getting my health in tip-top shape, realizing how I eat and how I move is going to affect me, not just right now, but 10, 20 years down the road. And with us wanting to have a baby this year, health is just more important than ever to us. So all of this research has finally led to something good. Let us introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. And you don't have to take our word for it. Avid podcast fan Stephanie left an Apple review that says, the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast is a life-changing, science-based, myth-busting podcast that's a must-listen for anyone who eats food and wants to understand how it affects their body. If you're ready to join millions of others like Stephanie transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Hello and welcome to Staying Up with Cammie and Taryn. I'm Cammie. And I'm Taryn. And every night I get to have a sleepover with my whole fucking wife. But every week we invite you to join us at this big old lesbian slumber party. Thanks Can for we just up. take a note of Frank? If you're watching the video... Aww. He's a sad boy today. If I you're mean, watching, he actually shouldn't be because he did so well. He if you're watching, else. you can see. If you're not watching, Frank is on the couch with us, and he <laughs> he's facing the wall. He's facing the wall, and he is a big fucking lunk. And lunk, his, yeah, not a lump, not a chunk, a lunk, a lunk. <laughs> um, and the problem with our Franklin is that oh he had to go to the vet today, so he has had a bunch of sleepy medicine, so he's a little tired. Yeah, he hasn't even had as much as he's supposed to. I forgot. I'm supposed to give it to him at night, and then the day of his appointment to our was before, and I forgot last night. We forgot last night. Do you think there's any world that I just kissed the fa- like the side of his face that I could somehow have like ingested any of his sleeping medication? No, not okay. at all. Not even a little bit. I just wanted what? to. I don't know. Also, even if you took it, you'd be fine. Like he like weighs less than us. Yeah, people take it. It's oh. not a big deal. You would just he, be like vibing out. You'd be like, you probably have a nice night, to be honest. He is like... But li- he took it at like 1130 this morning. He is literally not facing us oh my or... God. <laughs> he looks crazy right now. He looks chunky as heck. <gasps> he looks like a huge rat. Baby, look at that tail. It's so long. He looks like a couch rat. Oh, oh. He's oh. spinning around. I don't know that he has okay. enough room. He's getting comfy. Come on, buddy. You got it. There you go. There we go. Oh, yes. he's settled in. If you okay. didn't get to watch it, there I, we go. You'll be happy to know he's very comfy now. Thanks for joining us for another episode <laughs> of Staying Up. Um, we're excited about life. <laughs> <laughs> and we're excited. I love wondering where you're going with things. I'm like, I, what? What's happening in that little it brain? It feels a lot like What's I throw a ball up and then I don't know where it's yeah, going to land. Yeah. And I'm like, do I jump in? Do I see where she goes and i typically just see where you go i'm just feeling chatty i really am yeah i'm feeling like 
I'm trying to get over that thing where like you think it's 5 p.m. And so you want to have a glass of wine to celebrate that it's the end of the day. I feel like we've been drinking a little bit more than usual. So that's hard for me to get off of that. Yeah. It's like once it gets you get in a routine of it, it's hard to get out of that. And it's so dark out already. I'm confused. It's weird feelings. It's weird. But it's also good. I really liked daylight savings this year because I felt like. That, that Sunday lasted so long and it was so special. We had a great weekend. You want to sh- hit them with Argos? What did we do this weekend? Um, you had a docky a point. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so brave. Once again, literally, I want to tell you guys about how brave this woman right here is. <laughs> tell them, baby. I am. Did I? Oh no, I didn't share this yet. I was like, did this happen before the last epi? Um, you know what? I planned to trick, deceive, or, or treat, lie, sneak my way out of getting my blood taken. <laughs> I had a whole plan. It was so cute, actually. Taryn specifically was like, do you want me to go with you? Or are you going to be okay? And I was like, no, babe, I got she had this. doctor's appointment. Oh, yeah. Didn't you just say that? I don't think so. Oh, I thought you did. She's so oh. brave. <laughs> she really is. I'm so proud of myself. So I had a doctor's appointment. I could have taken it via Zoom. Didn't even need to go in, which... My heart and my head said, do that. Don't go in. That's scary. But I was like, no, I need to keep getting over this fear because if I'm going to be pregnant next year, I got to figure this shit out because I'm so scared to go to doctors. So I went in, but I didn't want Taryn to come with me because I figured that would be my excuse not to get my blood taken because the first time I got it, I felt faint for at least an hour after so it was like, really sad she was like a little deflated balloon yeah i think like i had an anxiety come down it was just a lot so i was like i shouldn't get this done while she's not here to drive me home and i have to drive myself yeah it was a good way out yeah and then while i was at the doctor's we then decided i should get my blood tested and i was like you know what i'm just gonna do it i'm going to she texted me she's like i'm doing it i was like yes were, you are what were you thinking in that moment were you freaking out for me no i told you that i knew you would get it before she left she said yeah. here are the two reasons i'm not gonna get my blood taken like a kid telling me her school report it was really sweet um and in my head i said she's gonna get her blood taken but outwardly i said know? i said nice because you're not going to go all the way there to this expensive natural path doctor whatever and not yes i would you would but i've gone 32 years and this is the second time i've had my blood taken and those two times have been in a few months time frame yeah well now you're on a roll i know now now you're a little vampire out here (laughs) yeah or well the opposite of i'm giving my blood oh i'm gonna get let's not talk about too much oh really feeling weird yeah yeah well today frank had to get his blood taken too and i'm there holding his face looking into his eyes he's staring at me with his beautiful eyes so big and i'm like it's okay i'm mom's more scared than you are and i looked down and i saw it for a minute and i almost fell over and i was like keep it together your son needs you. And I oh. did. I kept it together. He needed you. He needed me. So anyway, you went to the doctor and then you got on Medusa. Med- Medis. Oh, I was like, what does that mean? Oh, yeah. So I have talked about this for a while at different points. I have PMDD. It was always self-diagnosed because PMDD is weird to diagnose. They kind of basically roll out a bunch of other things that could be happening. If you're not familiar, it's basically like PMS, but worse <laughs> like you With can the, get it's pms doom doom <laughs> pmdd pre-menstrual dysphoric disorder dysphoric is I a think terrible term uh feel free to fact check me because i might be saying that wrong i'll look it up um but yeah i've always kind of struggled with it. my periods i get really depressed before them sometimes and 
all signs were pointing to PMDD. Finally, I talked to my doctor about it. She officially diagnosed me with PMDD and she put me on medication. Was I right? Premenstrual dysphoric disorder. A fab. Premenstrual premenstrual disorder. disorder. We've been doing this thing where we'll, if one of us says something even kind of off, we just keep saying it back and forth and changing it more until it becomes more and more mumbled. (laughs) Do you notice we keep doing that? Yeah. We'll be like premenstrual dysphoric disorder and we're like, oh my gosh, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Premature defaulted baby. Mortar gerbader. Brick and mortar store. Derp. And then it like just ends <laughs> eventually. It's, it's, I don't know. We're so, so weird, you guys. Weird. We're fucking kooks. We are the zaniest girls in town. <laughs> it's just so, stu- it's like, it's we're so fucking... sweet and so stupid. The things that you end up doing with oh, your partner, like that just quirky. feels so normal to you. Yeah. Where it's like, you're just, well, I'm not even thinking about it. We're, half time we're not even laughing about it. We're just like, yeah, no, we're, we're just out here. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anywho, not Did to get off them. my uh, mental health. But yeah, so she prescribed me medication for my depression, but I'm taking it at, on a luteal phase. So basically the 14 days leading up to my period, I'm on the medication and then I go off it for two weeks. So onto, off to, onto, and we'll adjust that accordingly to how I'm feeling could do a little bit less do a little bit more and it's just a super low dose but for so long I was managing my PMDD symptoms by just being like I know it's because of this yeah I know that I'm not like oh I guess I don't know but I'm hoping I'm not just clinically depressed because it does go away once my period comes typically Mm -hmm. so then I just push through it and I'm miserable for that time but I just am like it's gonna end it's gonna end it's gonna end (laughs) and the doctor was like you don't have to live like that actually though like you could just not feel depressed <laughs> before your period which is like, a really beautiful thought it's a crazy thought never thought about that you know so i'll let y'all know how it goes <laughs> <laughs> what i got a good one brewing <laughs> when you said <laughs> what when you said that you feel miserable which is so dark to be laughing about i'm sorry <laughs> but and then i thought what if when one of us is feeling mis miserable then we call the the we what <laughs> baby do you need to take them on we call them mizzy elliot like miserable elliot and we're like are you feeling mizzy elliot sure we could do that i love it you love making specific terms to make it feel a little bit better well, yeah because if you're feeling fucking like you're gonna walk the plank wait what's our how, new term when we were feeling is it? down we had a new term like recently, this last yeah, period, we, we came up with a new one. term, and it was Are you so. Feeling... It was it like a fruit? Was it like a peach? No, no. it was like, like squash. Squ- squ- oh man, I don't remember. Wow, that's the other problem. We come up Lubbins? with so many things. It was like no. you needed something. No huggling. That was no, like, I don't remember. I don't know. The, there we have so many phrases that we consistently use, and there are so many that live for like a day, a week, and then yeah. we never hear them again. Anyway, so Mizzy Elliot is now on medicine. Breaking news. <laughs> I'm happy for you. Thanks, I really am. I, I'm happy for me too. I'm excited. I'm and, nervous, but I'm excited. And sometimes getting on medicine makes you feel weird and you just haven't been feeling weird. So that's No, I think it's really... such a low dose. I, I feel totally fine. I don't feel <laughs> People like... love to talk about how low of a dose their medicine is. Well, that I, when I was researching, because I, I asked her, I was like, am I going to have any negative side effects? And she's like, no, you shouldn't. I know, but I'm just and saying, that freaks even me when out. I've gotten on it, I've always been like, 
It's so low. Oh, I'm on such a low dose. It's like not well, even there. I think a lot of people I talk to, they're like, oh, no, you're probably going to feel this, this, and this. And yeah. then I'm like, yeah, but I'm literally on five milligrams or whatever it is. And they're like, oh, okay, you probably won't even notice that. For sure. So it's like, I don't want to tell people that normally whenever you take, uh, what is it? SSRIs? Mm-hmm. Is that what they're called? Um, that you won't feel anything. Serotonin, take inhibitor or something. Oh, cool. Good job. PMDD. Yeah. I'm a doctor. <laughs> you wish. Dr. Taryn. I don't wish. Oh my God. Yeah. If you were a doctor, you would have no clients because you'd be your only client. You'd be in there like strapped up to all different tests 24 seven. You'd be like that Is guy that who's trying I to could make money off of that. No, I would just spend put it. on YouTube. <laughs> oh, like that guy who's trying to be as young as possible. Yeah. I feel like that's spooky. basically what he does. Yeah, but his he doesn't even have fun. No, his life he just he has so many. There's this guy he exists to survive as long as possible, which feels really silly. There's this like billionaire guy that is trying to reverse his aging, and he looks like a fucking elf gnome man, and he is so weird. He's eighteen or whatever. He's biologically eighteen. Don't look that. You look like an old person who's done something and now I'm just like, you're kind of scaring me. He looks like an alien. And he spends literally all his time and money and energy trying to de-age and his house is yeah. like a big lab, basically. Yeah. And he like has no partner. He has to go to sleep at like 6 p.m. <laughs> his like room has nothing in it. Yeah. He's sad. Yeah. Is he though? Talk is about he sad? fucking Mizzy Ellie. Yeah. Um, what else did we do this weekend? We went to the Patreon event. That was so much fun. So my friend still works at Patreon. I say still because many of us have been either pushed out or moved on. <laughs> many of us have become beatboxes. Pit, 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 pit. Um, and she's still vibing. And she runs oh the gosh, events. She's so and cool. she's so good at everything. And she did an event in LA. And we went. And it was fucking so cool i wish we planned our wedding because every, i mean our wedding planners were the best of the best but she's the, even bester i somehow yeah be, well i don't know i've never seen her do a wedding but she's done them yeah mm-hmm. oh my gosh every little detail it was just very impressive but um it was all about like it was called a creator fest <laughs> sounds like i'm about to tell a stand-up joke it's it called does. creator fest <laughs> talk about fest right I was just trying to see if I could act like a stand-up comedian. But But without actually saying anything. Okay, Yeah, but it didn't. Yeah. Um, But (laughs) there was like all these little breakout sessions where you could like learn about being a creator or whatever. And it was like super. It made me so pumped about our podcast. Totally. What did we learn? Um, Well, we at the end of the day, we got to see a talk from Holly and Bridget. They used to be playmates. They like lived in the mansion. If you remember, <laughs> they used to be playmates. Sounds hilarious. Like yeah. we're just saying, they're just like kids. They used to be playmates. <laughs> they were Playboy bunnies. They were Hugh Hefner's um, girlfriends. Yeah, they're Hugh Hefner's girlfriends. Lived in the mansion, and they had this show. If anyone remembers, the Girl Next Door. Is that what mm-hmm. it's called? Yeah, Girls Next Door. Girls Next Door, which I loved. But they have a whole podcast where they rewatch it and basically break down what was and what wasn't real because mm-hmm. they feel like their edit really put them in a bad light and it's kind of hindered their careers a bit um but they were so insightful going into the chat I was like I don't know what I'm gonna learn from these girls because you know what you're famous you have a lot of money I feel like you have a whole team that puts on your podcast like 
Okay. I, and it, it, I, I haven't listened to it yet. I'm sure it's wonderful. I'm not trying to knock their podcast, but I was like, what am I going to learn when you have a whole team doing it? And they like do all of it they themselves. They do all of it. Like, they had so many issues with stuff that they like shared how they worked through. I was so surprised by it and they are the coolest people i'm so excited to listen to the podcast when holly came on stage she was like this is my first speaking gig so and i was like what the fuck this is your first speaking yeah. gig and i like, felt so excited the way to they be went there back and forth yeah almost felt like it should have been planned of like they're finishing each other's sentences or like being like yeah totally and then segueing into the next thing but normally when people do that it sounds overly rehearsed they're like they just did over it to you bridget and it's like that yeah, yeah they or weren't it's like, like that at all yes yeah, speaking of but they'd be like yeah totally and you know what but it was just perfect they're so cool i loved it and it made yeah. me so excited and they were talking about how they have a chat mm-hmm. for their audience mm-hmm. and it makes me so jealous because i miss our geneva chats and being able to chat with you guys they do so, on discord yeah we are we i promise we are looking at all of our options right now we are trying to weigh them and figure out what the best course of action is i hopefully we will have a chat and everything like early in the new year yep get back to it what was your favorite thing you learned from um creator fest this isn't new information but every time that i do a creatory thing or i read a book about creators or whatever that always talks about the thousand true fans which Mm -hmm. is like this essay that this guy wrote a long time ago about how you don't need to have a million followers you don't need to have like the masses in order to live a creative life that's sustainable and you can make a living and it's a thriving community Mm -hmm. and all the things you just need a thousand people that really deeply care and buy in and are just like it's beyond a follower. It's it's they're they're your people, they're your fans, yeah. they're your community, and I just always love rehearing that because I yeah. think that it makes me even more excited to like continue to dive into y'all and everybody listening and stuff because I'm just like that's so true. I don't. It doesn't need to be top of the charts for it to be considered a success. Like it can just be something that I love doing, which mm-hmm. we both love doing this. And there's a community of people that love it. And that is enough. Yeah. It's so much more about the community and like the people who are showing up, the people who would be in the chat, the people who will come to live events. Like it's that core group. That's really important. And sure. Anyone else listening who's like not hearing every episode, not always like invested, not the ones buying the merch and coming to the events. Of course that's great, but it's like, (laughs) but I think you're really trying to please those core people. It's, it's kind of like, people's opinions outside of your close friends and family don't really matter yeah but it's the same thing it's like those core group people who are listening those are the people's opinions that you take in um oh they also said a really good point where constructive criticism will find you yeah don't love that don't go seeking it don't go on your subreddit don't go looking in the comments because you're gonna see a troll comment and that's gonna hurt you more than the 10 nice comments so if there is things that need to be fixed then your core people lean into that and like have a safe space have a group chat that isn't public to the whole isn't for the whole public yeah so that you can really reach those people that they can be like hey you know what guys we really hate this segment that you guys do or yeah you talked about this and i didn't really agree or whatever and those are the people you can actually take on board their opinions which is cool yeah i love that i thought they were great and it was just fun it's fun to be around creative people yeah and patreon events have gotten so much cooler yeah. <laughs> over time like <laughs> it used to always be like kind of artists that 
weren't the main 10 categories of of creators that you would Very think of groups. it's like niche groups and then they don't connect with each other because they're all in their niche and yeah it, it, every event felt like it was awesome but they all felt a little awkward and like a really sweet and redeeming like no one fit in it was way. like you're not in my niche i'm not in yours nobody we fit in, in with anybody yeah <laughs> but which is its own kind of fitting in but yeah. um but this felt cool there was like a lot more like shared space yeah and stuff, so it, it felt really, really cool. nice i loved it um, the last thing about our weekend is one of our homies is going through a breakup, which is the worst and the saddest. And oh God. it makes me sick thinking about it. I'm like, that is, there's just nothing you can really say or do yeah. for someone going through that. Yeah. Because it's like future you is going to appreciate this moment, but current you it can't think about that. And it just has really got us thinking about the pain of a breakup and we know very well that you all want us to do a breakup episode and so we will so our ask is that if you have breakup specific questions um please not too long of an email because we're hoping to get a lot of emails about this um so we can make a really like productive episode around it email us at staying up pod is it right yep staying up pod at gmail.com and in the subject line just put breakup and then whatever else you want yeah um, so we know that it's for that episode and we will soon do a breakup episode because um those hurt yes and everyone has them exactly unless you're like with your high school sweetheart yeah and congrats which are fucking sick <laughs> um you can also send anything you want to that email i know that a lot of y'all send gossip stories over to the email but you can totally use that for asking any type of advice, sharing a secret that you want to get off your chest. Mm-hmm. Last episode was so fun reading everyone's so fun. confessions. And I know people enjoy just getting that off their chest. You can send us anything that you want because yeah. we love sharing y'all's goss, not just Except ours. Except nudes. Don't come at us with your nudes. Oh, yeah. Please, no nudes. Um, send those but- to someone who loves you. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> we love you. I just mean like. So, yeah, don't- sure. Send them. <laughs> Like send them with care, with consent, and we are not consenting. We are not consenting. We are not consenting for your nudes. Look at hey us. Hey you, no. get back. This is my no no square, and I don't want to see your no no square. How's that song either. go? Hey you, get back. This is my no no square. Um, I don't remember. Get back. Yeah. Don't it's touch like, my no no square. Dun 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 dun. This is my no no square. It's like something like that. I swear, there's something that starts with "Hey you, get back." <laughs> you get back. Did I make so that? Up? Did I add it? I don't know. Maybe that was your special rendition. Hey, you. This is no, the remix. No. Square song. <laughs> the internet's fucking amazing. I love that we just said, like, what was that? Oh my God. Here she is. I love it. Okay. Oh, wait. What? Okay. Wait, what did No, you... no. Don't touch me there. No, go oh. to the like. <laughs> what? Dude, go to like the video like the I skit. will I will but this song is called no no square and it says no no don't touch me there is what I told my uncle but he didn't <gasps> seem to care oh my god this went from is that the official song so silly wait I think it's like an SNL skit. no no square song lyrics no no just look up the video I just don't want to play a video right now there's so many videos yeah no 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 I, the boys it's all that I could have sworn there was a dance Oh my god. Is it getting worse? This you're, is the you're saddest. You're looking up like a weird No, no, new don't thing. touch me there. It's a pretty simple concept. Okay, you're looking up the wrong thing, babe. Baby, baby. Give me it. Tell the creepy guy who always hangs around your school that all they need to know is one simple rule. 
it's no no don't touch me there that's what i told my pastor when he was playing (gasps) with my hair oh my god we're trying to sing a meaningless little ditty i mean it's not me like it does mean that. no i know but i just didn't think that it was gonna be no i swear it was an snl skit that they did and it okay you're you gotta share with class no but i just can't (laughs) i can't it's too much oh my god stop don't touch me there this is my no no square wait i can't read the next line you can look at it though oh my god (gasps) oh my god oh my god wait this is not the song like i've never heard <laughs> I'm any of those like mandela lyrics. effect energy. yeah but no we must have seen like this that must be the song but then someone must have done a thing with it i swear it was on snl maybe it was the same girl who put peanut butter on her cheek but <laughs> <laughs> holy shit guys the amount of messages that we have gotten in comments on things of people saying from last week if you don't know sorry you don't know but the peanut butter on the cheek <laughs> Baby, you've never I given in it. and I said tried. Well, you just said it, so I was I like, let's keep it consistent. I Look at me. Oh. oh, my God. Um, it. I love it. People from cheese. Australia, people from different states. I don't know where all everyone came back with. Peanut but it was, butter girls running amok. Everyone's like, yes, this went around my school, too. So, again, I don't know if it was just a rumor everywhere or an epidemic sweeping the entire country or yeah. the entire world. It's like... My mouth was ajar thinking about it. What? <laughs> a jar of peanut butter. Okay. Um, okay. I get it, but why? That is not supportive. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. The way you're you right. treated me, you're acting like peanut butter girl. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even insist. You're acting like a cheech. Anywho, should we share um, our little dromskis? What's happening? No, we're talking about our sperm donor. That's what I'm talking about. Why do you scroll away from it? I don't know. It? I can see. I can't really read it from here. It's on facing <laughs> well, well, I don't know, but you scrolled off, you scrolled off of it. Sorry, oh, I just said squirreled. We've been calling Riggy Squirrel Girl because, <laughs> she, <laughs> because she has um, a little toy that she loves toys that have, um, it's like a little tree or something and it has stuff. You she likes get a toy st- within a toy. Yes. She likes to, she, I mean... I feel like we all know she likes to like dig holes at this she's point. A, like she's a big she likes dig, to attack things. She's a little crazy. <laughs> um, so Taryn always gets her these toys that you like stuff other toys in it. And then she like rips them out of it. And then she has her one little squirrel out of the, there's three of them. <laughs> but she only ever runs around with one. And she's like, well, she can't carry two. I know, but she only wants to play with one. I'll put them all in there and she'll get one out and then not care. <laughs> It's so until cute. I give her the one squirrel and when we're in bed in the morning she will <laughs> jump on the bed now since we got her this toy and she has a squirrel in her mouth and we go hi squirrel girl she's so cute I like wish I could put up a picture right now of her little face looking over there we could but it would just take so much time <laughs> we say that every episode we're like we won't the weather's finally getting warmer so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to summer dresses and skirts I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune of course Luckily, I found Kints, and I've been loving the cotton cashmere rib sleeveless midi dress and the 100% washable silk skirt for a while now. I get endless compliments on it, and it's been really easy to dress up and dress down. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. And the best part of all is Kints items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
as well as this, Kint's only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which you know I love and care about. Get warm weather ready with Kint. Go to kints.com slash staying up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash staying up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Kints.com slash staying up. Hi. Hey. And, and hello. hello. I'm Ryan Christina. And I'm Paloma. Along with our co-host Sierra Schulte, who was on maternity leave, we are 20 Whatever, a podcast about navigating your 20s with friends through different phases of life. Join us every Wednesday morning, 6 a.m. PST, for comfy chats on the couch where we hope you leave feeling seen, heard, and held. You can watch on YouTube or listen wherever you get podcasts. Make sure to tune in on Wednesdays for all new 20 Whatever episodes. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. At tonight's sleepover, we're talking about choosing our sperm donor. Talking about the sperm daddies, We're talking about the sperm, sperm daddy, sperm, sperm, white, jizzy juice. Oh God! Uh, I didn't like that at all. Went, oh, like it could have been misconstrued. Like you did like it. No, it took me a minute to understand what you're saying, and I was like shocked. Have you ever like, heard oh. that song? Sperm, sperm, jizz. No, you just made it up. God damn! Hey, you. Goddamn! God Who was she? Missy Elliott is back. Okay, um, so. We got a lot of cues about choosing our sperm donor, and we just want to tell you about where we're at in the pros. Um, yeah, we talked of, in an earlier episode about how the realization of us not being able to just have a kid together was kind of like tough to finally face. Obviously, yeah. we knew that. <laughs> it wasn't a surprise. I just found out. It's, I can't believe <laughs> it. She's really bummed about it. She's like, should we start trying? And yeah, I'm like, you Baby, just shit. try to put two cheeches together so much, and it just and a doesn't. little bit of peanut butter. <laughs> What if we had a baby and it came out in his little peanut butter jar? What? Oh, baby. Um, But yeah, I think it was really tough to kind of accept that. And then now that we are actually starting the process and starting the journey, figuring out like, okay, now how do we acquire the sperm? (laughs) Well, I think we know that. Well, no, we don't because there's so many different routes. So I think options. it's like you have to get the guy comfortable. <laughs> okay. Um, the the options that we are looking at are threefold. One is someone we know. There's not someone in mind. There's a couple people in mind, but not like it's not not like a set person. Yes. Yeah. It's do you choose someone that you know and you love and you trust and you know that they would give you their sperm. <laughs> And you know they have a good family and good and I have health <laughs> and all the things. Yeah. Um, and that's an option. Second option is an acquaintance. So like someone a little further out of the group. Yeah. That kind of same process as if it was it's still in the umbrella of someone we know. Yeah. But a little more removed. And then the third is the option that we're going to chat through tonight, which would be rando daddy spermy. Rando daddy. This is us going to a sperm bank going online to craigslist yeah Just it's actually called craig's jizz <laughs> <laughs> um and then basically finding a sperm donor but what we've been realizing or what we have found interesting is that you can filter on all of these sperm bank websites there are a million filters 
And it's so crazy. Cam and I haven't even gone through this together to talk about this, which is what we're going to do tonight. Yeah. Talk about which filters actually matter to us and which do not. I was, I had a phone call with one of the sperm banks and they basically described it as shopping on Nordstrom. Like, mm-hmm. you know how you could like look for clothing, suit jackets, mm-hmm. color, size, whatever, length. And it's the exact same way. Like you have your little options and you just. Yeah pick what you want so at the end of so this weird. we will have hopefully decided at the end of this epi in the next 20 minutes or so we will have hopefully <laughs> decided who our ideal sperm donor we have five is. minutes to figure this out let's go <laughs> let's go um first how important is it that the donor identity is available at 18 years old which means that they will allow themselves to be known by our kid our child when they turn 18 is that something you want are we going to give it like a scale? No, just tell me if you want that or don't want that. Um, I quite certain want that. Like 100% want that. <laughs> I quite certainly 150 fucking percent. That is a non-fucking negotiable. Okay, um, so yeah, no, that. I'm pretty set on that. Oh, no. Riggy just cried Riggy's upstairs. Crying. She's up, She doesn't know where we Poor are. Poor squirrel girl. <laughs> squirrel her, girl. Go by your tree. Um, um, yeah, I'm, I want that. Yeah, you want that. What about you? I, Yeah. I feel like it would feel weird not to. Yeah, it's like I or, don't I don't know. Because if I was a sperm donor, would I turn that on? Would I want that option? I totally hear that. I just don't want to take that away from our future kid if they have a desire. <gasps> Squirrel girl made it downstairs. Squirrel girl. Wondering. Squirrel girl's in the frame. Here, here. Let me move this. Come here. Come sit by me. Come here. She's oh, she's so upset. Um, yeah, it's like I'm more so focusing on how can I help our future kid the most. Yeah. And I could imagine there's a chance. And there's actually I was watching those videos that kind of walk you through the process. And they break down the percentage of kids who actually want that information. Oh, is it low? Which is really helpful to have. Um, it is lowest in a heterosexual relationship but i think that's because a lot of times they don't tell the kid yeah like i know somebody who just found out as a full-fledged adult that their dad isn't their biological dad because they had to use a sperm donor yeah so i feel like you don't typically do that Um, or it's like their dad has taken that role as the daddy yeah so then you're not looking for that well it was i think it was highest for gay men middle ground for lesbians i believe i could have this wrong Hmm. but I, I don't even care what the statistics are. I'm just like, even if we had the one kid who was like, I feel like I don't know everything and I feel just bizarre yeah. not having this information. Now with 23 and me and everything, I feel like there really is no hiding. You yeah. can, If you want to find someone, you can. But I want to be able to do that. If our kid wants that info, I want to say, yep, here's the name, here's the info, here's health records, whatever you need. Here it is. And like, yeah. maybe go to therapy with them before they go talk to him to be like yeah, how sweet. to navigate this but i just want to take that away from our kid before they ever have any say in it deal we're turning that option on okay. in the yes, filter yes it's on tick um okay hey, i'm actually going to save this one for later because okay. it's really Juicy. actually i'm going to say now so on most of these websites they only have baby pictures of themselves yeah because they don't you know a lot of people are trying to protect their own identity and yeah. They don't, if they put an adult photo of themselves, you could just find them. You, they could be the guy on the street and you're like, that's, that's yeah, them. Yeah. But a baby looks like a baby. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> a baby um, is a baby. A baby is a baby. <laughs> so you can filter by people that have adult photos. Yeah. Some of the websites you have to buy that access. Yeah. It's typically a lot more money. Yeah. 
Um, is that something I think we're undecided on if we care or not? Yeah. Yet. How are you feeling about it? Um, the vain part of me mm-hmm. is like, I need to make sure that you aged and you look cute at least. Yeah. Ideally, you're a stud. <laughs> Ideally. Ideally. Most beautiful man I've ever seen. I'm like mind blown. Yeah. <laughs> but as long as you're like even average, I would like to know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and with a lot of the sites that we've looked at, it is it is spooky is one way I will say it. Yeah. They're not the f- finest of specimen. Yeah. It, which, which is scary. I, I even hate to say that, but it's like the same way that you want to be attracted. Like, I want to be attracted to Cammy. You're my partner. I want to be attracted to you. So then to think of, and I am attracted to you, but <laughs> I picked you with the part of that. And yeah. then knowing that you're picking what will make up half of the genetic makeup of your kid. It's like, I do want to be even a little bit like, okay, you're kind of cute. Yeah. It feels terrible to say, but I, I, I will say, whatever say. I'll say. I want to. I want them to be cute. <laughs> and as a baby, every baby's cute. Yeah, I'm like, of course you're cute. So I am leaning towards. I do want to see adult photos. Yeah, but it is hard because I've noticed that on a couple of the websites, I feel like I I I don't want to picture them mm-hmm. when I look at our kid. I don't want to picture like an adult man. Yeah, and be like, oh, you do look like him. So that's mm-hmm. the one caveat I'm having, but mm-hmm. I still think that I do want to know what they look like as they're older. Yeah, I More feel thought? similar to you. I feel a little more iffy on it than you because yeah. I also think a lot of people, how they look is how they present themselves, which yeah. is just not in your DNA. So it doesn't really matter. And it can be really hard to see some of these pictures that are just like not great photos of people to imagine like, okay, if he styled his hair like this and wore these clothes, would like that yeah. changed stuff but then i'll see a baby photo and they look like very neutral average looking baby and then they'll have a very prominent feature yes. develop as an adult where right. i'm like oh my god your jawline's really intense where yeah i'm gonna notice that more like i i want them to be attractive but they don't need to be the most attractive man i've ever seen because i yeah. don't want them to have very distinct features yeah i want them to be neutral a attractive blob yeah like Someone you could just walk by and be like, they're cute, but you couldn't describe them. Maybe like a lifetime actor or a Hallmark actor where they're like, you never, I don't, oh, I guess I don't know that many of them. Are they normally hot? Well, that one website is that. That's all. Yeah. No, but I'm saying like those, those guys are hotter. I'm like, I just, I just need to be like cute. Like you're pretty cute. Like, yeah, I just, I just want them to be base level. But some of the people we have seen have been horrifying. (laughs) (laughs) just just not the vibe um okay so we're undecided on adult photo next would be race and ethnicity on different websites those things are connected or not connected or whatever Mm -hmm. um what are your thoughts um i am pretty set on only having a sperm donor who is white because i feel it's inappropriate for me to have a baby that would be mixed race with a race that I am not connected to and can't properly teach them. I am not saying that you can't do that if you're a single parent and the other parent was a different race or that you adopt a kid. Of course you can. Of course you can learn. Anyone can do it. It Just you don't feel good about it. Yeah. I just feel, I don't know. Something about that just doesn't feel appropriate. Yeah. And I think I'm also really hung up on the idea of like, I want our kid to feel as connected to us as possible. I don't want them to feel like anything's missing from their life. Yeah. Probably to an unhealthy degree. I think I'm 
overly dramatic about this and like trying a little too hard to be like I don't think so I don't think there is such a thing I don't know I, it's something that I'm like how can they how can I make sure that they like 100% see us both as moms and they never feel like they're missing anything and like making sure there's male figures around too so they couldn't even possibly think that they're missing out not having a dad in their life like I just think adding race into that would then add a potential for them to be like I just don't feel connected to a whole part of me yeah. I already don't know who half of my DNA is from yeah and I then that. I have this background in me that like my moms can't really relate to and yeah. I just feel like a little bit sad so it's like if I can control that I might as well fair I'm down with that yeah I have no strong feelings I can totally empathize with where you're where you come from though yeah. so I would just rather default towards that yeah um and I also feel like the internet is annoying enough to where people would just constantly make comments about it and yeah whatever. It's, like, it's just like not even the upside what is the upside in that way yeah yeah there's no need like it's not like we're adopting a kid and it's like oh, we're adopting I a kid totally yeah yeah it's like we're picking a sperm donor and yeah I think there's already so much yeah. mom shame on the internet people are people without even kids are so quick to be like you're doing it wrong you're doing it wrong totally and I think it's already stressful enough wondering if you're doing things right as a mom yeah you're just adding another layer of people to be like nope you did this wrong too it's like oh so caucasian mm -hmm. will let us know, know who they are at 18 mm -hmm. and or we'll let our kid know the identity at 18 and they and don't then, have to agree to have communication though i think that's important to say, yeah I they think. could just get the info yeah um and then adult photo is yeah. maybe yeah also it's important to know that we are going to share a sperm donor ideally um and so ideally it's someone that is a blob an attractive blob enough that could just fade into the background of either of us so that it looks like both of us more than it looks like this person yeah so it's like we don't necessarily want somebody who looks just like you or just like me like somewhere yeah. a little bit neutrally in the middle hair color and texture um i don't really Isn't crazy you can pick hair color and texture i could be like i want a wavy hair guy i know but you're picking that you're not like that doesn't mean that your kid is having yeah specific hair color you know what i mean yeah um I don't think I have a preference. I hate having really straight hair, so wavy would be great. I know, like, anyone with curly hair gets frustrated and thinks it's annoying to upkeep, but, like, I'd love to have a little cute wavy hair and play I, with it. I think w my egg kid will have a little wavers. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I don't care at all. Uh, I do feel like when I see that a sperm donor is blonde, I'm like, mm. I'm excited by a blonde. Always. Really? I yeah. have something against blonde men. <laughs> why it doesn't bother me at i just all. i find brunette men more attractive i don't know what it is yeah i get that it just i mean it's funny I, maybe I, it's just tall dark and handsome like maybe that was like seared into your brain yeah i mean i don't find blonde women as attractive either like i you just like don't like brunettes. blonde people but it's but i'm blonde and i like me better blonde so that's weird hmm. you know you should talk to a therapist about that i think it's just like your preference <laughs> of what you look like and yeah. what you're attracted to is different um i yeah, would I love care. a blonde man really interesting because I, I maybe it's southern california thing too i'm like it's yeah. all i know and you like, were such a blonde little baby too i just love a blonde kid they're yeah. so silly and their hair's all scraggly and yeah. whatever i don't care if they're blonde as an adult i just think blonde babies are so freaking cute yeah um i just don't think that i would want black hair Mm, well because it's just so not us yeah that's the it's only like, thing it's yeah. like we had a kid with like really dark hair and yeah. like 
then I think that their features, maybe their eyebrows are going to be really dark or whatever, then that wouldn't look like us as much. Yeah, I get that. I don't know that I care. I think if we select everything else, that's a feature enough. And I don't, I just, I'm not sure about the genes and how they work with hair color. Like, I don't know if having the sperm donor having black hair would change that much. Okay. Um, I feel like we're designing a man. This is so fun. Like light eyes with like some dark hair would be pretty. Okay. So hair color we don't care too much about yeah not that picky you don't want their hair too dark on on too light yeah it's gonna be but like don't a, really care. maybe a little dirty blonde situation <laughs> so i guess we care <laughs> <laughs> um okay eye color you definitely want light eyes so i i'm a little unsure on this i don't i don't care now that i know that it is bleak trying to find a sperm donor that we like <laughs> it is not something that i would be like mm, perfect, perfect in every way but brown eyes yeah. out however the way that i recessive genes work because we both have light eyes if you, both of your parents have light eyes you have light eyes both my parents have light eyes both of your parents have light eyes my mom has brown eyes oh yeah you're right mm-hmm. well that can happen but you could have had brown eyes. Yeah. So, but because we both have light eyes, if we would have a baby together, that baby has to have light eyes. Yeah. I think if my high school learning still stand up to mm. this day, unless anything's changed. Um, but yeah, the way it works, we would have a light-eyed baby. So to, light-eyed make, baby. to make that baby look more like our physical baby, I'm, if I was between two perfect people, they were great. All the same characteristics, but one had light eyes, one had dark eyes. I'd probably pick the light eyes one. Yeah. Because it's just another way that I'm like, that's our kid. Um, but I love brown eyes. So I'm like, I don't, I don't mind that. It's I love your eyes so much that like, I want to make sure that the kid has light eyes because I love your light eyes. Yeah. It's like, I, your eyes is what you really look at and now I'm like staring into your eyes are so pretty but then like brown eyed people are cute too well (laughs) obviously but like some browns are so light yeah I think really dark brown is beautiful too like I used to always want brown eyes which is I feel like we all just want what we don't have so sad um and now I love my eyes but when you're looking at a little blob of a baby the first thing that you can even kind of see of yourself I feel like is the eyes yeah so to look down at big brown eyes I'd be like I don't see me or Taryn because you have blue eyes yeah. I have green eyes like it just that wouldn't be our baby I think we don't need to filter by eyes but no. that's a fun nice to have yeah that's a nice to have it's not a necessity same with hair color it's like totally. whatever happens happens I feel a little more that I care about eye color than hair color just because like if a if the baby had jet black hair I wouldn't be like that's not look doesn't look like me like mm-hmm. but if it had brown eyes I'd be like interesting a couple more sleeping with the milkman height and weight uh we pick weight you can pick weight or like build like build it'll build. say like athletic skinny slim like yeah i don't know what the i actually haven't seen any of the like bigger bodied names now that i think about it i don't even recall seeing body type. i would only see athletic and slim I don't know. That's all I can think of right yeah, now. Yeah, that's all I saw reason. too. I haven't seen anything. I've seen weight, but I cannot understand a man's height and weight and what that means There's for visualizers their body type at all. Huh? There's visualizers, oh, which yeah. is what I was looking at yesterday. Oh, yeah. You could type in their height and their weight. Was that what you're what trying to do? Figure out yeah. what the sperm would look like? Yeah. I was like, I don't know what his body looks like. Yeah. What are your thoughts on height and weight? I care pretty deeply about height. <laughs> <laughs> I know that it's not Darren always wants an athlete. I want an athlete. I know that 
it's not always i've loved being tall my whole life yeah and which is so cool for a woman to say that i feel like so many tall women have a period where they like want to appear shorter yeah i mean maybe but like it has only benefited me yeah i've never been like bummer i'm too tall yeah that's great um and i just i like that and i like that too yeah and i think this stuff is so hard to talk about but like (laughs) taller men have more confidence like shorter men tend to have more confidence issues Mm -hmm. and so with women obviously it doesn't matter as much but like to give our boy give our boy (laughs) we're gonna give our boy a chance at last to give our boy just like another literal step up yeah is like feels just like why not a little bit better it's funny that we feel so funny talking about this it's like obviously we're not saying if you're not this you're not you're lesser than but we are paying thousands and thousands of dollars to have a baby it's like why wouldn't you pick certain things that you can pick and it's not we're picking that our kid has it it's just like upping the chances yeah and then i think build isn't as important as like their general health so if like everyone in their family is like super overweight or super underweight or whatever then like that's something to look at yeah but, there's a genetic issue maybe i care yeah. but like so much of your build is just like your lifestyle You're, i don't really care yeah so i care more like height height i yeah. i would preferably go 511 and up yeah i agreed in the beginning yeah but then after i did a lot of research you can see their health records and you can often see their siblings parents and grandparents and if they've had any health issues and their height. Um, and I've noticed that sometimes a lot of the tallest donors, their family will be like all short. And yeah. my family is all mainly tall and mm-hmm. I'm shorter. Like it's just not guaranteed. So totally. I don't want to put too much weight, but that doesn't, I don't, I'm not going to pick a guy that's like five, five. Yeah. That's just the reality of it. Yeah. So I think I'd go down to like, if everyone, if it was somebody who was like, Five ten, but everyone else in their family was taller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The problem with the filters is the height one specifically is like lumped in, so it'll say like five foot to five five, five five to five eleven. Yeah, and you're like, okay, well, if I check this, then I'm going to get mostly <laughs> five six guys. Yeah, instead of like the one five eleven guy that I want. Exactly. Then there was like a six five guy that I was very excited about. He's a basketball player. I'm less excited because I'm the one who has to push it out of the hoo ha. They're I'm not like, people are not normally tall. People are not often born bigger. There's right. not. Do a, we know about that? Yeah, there's not that much of a correlation. I'm gonna be fact checking that. Yeah, I was a little baby. You know what? That's funny because the the people that I've always known who were the fattest, chonkiest babies, yes. are the smallest humans now. Always. So yeah, I guess it doesn't really guarantee. It you. doesn't correlate. Okay, you're right. That's fair. That's fair. I'll let you have your six five sperm donor. Thank you, honey. Um, and then blood type. Okay, so the reason why I have heard that people care about this, which I didn't know, is just so maybe you're an option. Like if if we could pick a sperm donor that is our blood type, so that we can hopefully have a kid that has our blood type. I guess yeah, now that you're a blood donor. I mean, yeah, I might as might as well make. I still don't know what blood type I am yet. My mom told me I'm O, I think. Oh, really? Isn't that the, like the most rare one? Isn't that the universal donor? I think I'm the one that's like it's... You're either a universal donor or a universal receiver, I think. I might be making that up. I I'm spitting don- this Am like I a doer or a giver? What's well, I mean, a, a giver or a receiver? Or a <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
yeah i don't i don't care about this i don't know enough how it works <laughs> i can already see that being a social clip just uh, no context so yeah i just i don't care about this <laughs> for anything I think about that a lot in my head i typically don't say it out loud but yeah i don't think i care unless i have more info that and please if you guys know any information let us know like if that is really super important and helpful then maybe yeah. but as of right now i don't really care right as of right now i don't think it's one of our filters we're very on the same page which i'm excited i know like we've obviously talked about it we've looked through things but we've never really been like wait what does this mean to you like where are you at on this so i'm glad we're same vibing out pretty well yeah things are going well <laughs> maybe i'll marry you maybe i'll have a baby with you okay <laughs> um but also it's very clear that we're not talking about health here because clearly health is the most important thing that we are going to be indexing for. Nothing else matters beyond that as long as like the person is super fucking healthy. So yeah. So that's just to be clear if people are like, they're going to make this perfect kid that looks perfect. But what if they have yeah, obviously diabetes or something? I don't know. You're just like not even in the running. If stuff comes up on your chart, that is like no. a concern. Obviously people are looking for health bills. histories in the back in their family and stuff like it. It's unavoidable for there to be nothing. But yeah, we're not. That is something that we're not even going to risk. Yeah. Um, the last two are education level mm. and Jewish and ancestry. So education level. Um, I don't think that it cares <laughs> i don't think that it cares what's my education care. level <laughs> i don't think i care um no. especially because a lot of sperm donors are young so a lot of them it doesn't even say college yet which is that's a sis game <laughs> what You tried to say that's disgusting, but <laughs> I was so grossed out I couldn't even talk. That's, 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 that's not true. They're all like at least over eighteen, right? They can't donate before. Yeah, 18. but not all of them are going to college, so it doesn't say college that's at the okay. time of their donation. Oh my god! Wait, that's, that's a do we pick their age? Can we see their age? Uh, some websites you can see their age. It freaks me out to have any donor like younger than us. It makes me feel like, like a pedophile. Like we've come on to someone at a bar. <laughs> oh, we're getting, we're losing it. Um, yeah, it makes me feel like a creep. And I know that this is like a monetary exchange. Like they're donating. They don't know where it's going. They don't care. But oh my God, it freaks me out yeah. so bad to think that they're like our kid turns 18 and they're like, I, I am too. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, Jewish ancestry. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Jewish ancestry is the last one. I don't care. It's not a factor to me. Yeah. I, it would be a nice to have so that like it feels connected in that way. Yeah. But like for my egg, it will be Jewish because that is my ancestry. Yeah. So it would be cool. Doesn't the Jewish doesn't work that it comes from the mom i don't understand how that could be true like if your dad's a jewish yeah like you're jewish but, no? but isn't that a thing where it's like your jewish ancestry comes if if your mom's jewish you're it's jewish? yes it normally comes from your mom but uncle then our baby's jewish i know but like uh for them to be like ashkenazi or something yeah by blood like i'm like 50 percent ashkenazi got it, got it. so I'm like then point one that's big yeah i know 
Um, okay great so we just designed our perfect sperm donor to go over it and pay attention because this is going to matter there's going to be a quiz keep your eyes peeled keep your light eyes maybe dark but mostly light eyes peeled (laughs) we are looking for a maybe jewish person (laughs) okay maybe jewish um 511 and up Mostly light eye to mid eye color. <laughs> no mid eye. I don't know. Uh, hair Preferably color. Preferably light eye, but okay if they're brown. Yes. Hair color is fine. Just not like super, super dark probably. I don't want super, super blonde either. It's fine. Middle ground. Middle ground. <laughs> Middle ground. Middle ground. Um, a white person, <laughs> which I hate even saying. <laughs> Just feels so stupid. <laughs> Just they're white. They're five eleven or higher. Yeah. They have probably light brown hair, light colored eyes. They are healthy. They uh can have any blood type. Mm-hmm. They can or can't be Jewish. <laughs> can or can't. Gonna count. Um, I think that covers it. So for this PP of the Weeky, this coming PP of the Weeky, coming. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Um, we're changing it up. The new PP of the Wiki will be chosen by who gives us the best answer to our weekly question. Our queef our of the Wiki. <laughs> queef queef of the Wiki. We're just testing that name. That's not, um, that's not guaranteed. Okay. So today's question of the Wiki is, what does that say? Is that bad? No, my my uh, okay, battery is dying on my phone. So okay. Go. So given what we've told you about our ideal sperm donor, who should be Mr. Sperm? What we're going to do is we're going to post this on Instagram and it's going to have just the question as the picture and you will tell us who your best Mr. Sperm is for don't us. Don't tag random friends. No, this is like, this, like celebrities. People who Not, it's like. Don't. Yeah. It's so, yeah. Uh, I don't think Timothy's tall enough, but. He is. No way. He's not 5'11". He's little. I don't think so. Maybe we do lower our height range. Um, Anyways, send us a celebrity. Yes, please do not tag your random guy friends that you (laughs) think would be. Or no, no, no. Don't do that. He's 5'10". Told you. Okay, maybe 5'10". I'm going down to (laughs) 5'10". Okay, great. Yeah, that's that's the thing. So our question now for PP of the Weeki will be what determines PP of the Weeki. We're going to say who, what quite, what answer we like the best, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, head over to our Instagram. Let us know. And we're not going to send you guys hats anymore because that was like 40 bucks each hat. Oh, my God. It was crazy. <laughs> I had no idea. I <laughs> went to texting me at the post office like, I was like what? dude, what the fuck? Yeah, so it was kind of kind of. I told spicy. you to do the, the envelopes, not the box. I didn't want to get the hat squish for the, yeah, for the PPs. That's fair. That was nice of you. Um, I don't think I should tell our gossip because your phone's dying <gasps> no it has it's at 20 percent. we got total time okay well i'm gonna run through it let's do it we talked our goss now we talk your goss let's go should i this is a listener story should i a lesbian marry a man is the subject nope so i think that's about it can yep. we wrap this up we're done no no you should not marry a man just if you're like, a lesbian i know that's definitely no, no but it, the story is convoluted and and Oh, oh man dear cammy and taryn i'm gonna read a little fast okay my life is fucked <laughs> 
I was raised super religious Muslim. I loved it. I went to weekend school, which is like Sunday school, but also on Saturdays. Mm -hmm. Youth group, youth seminary, adult seminary. I started wearing hijab at 12, fully on my own. Even my parents tried to get me to wait a couple of years, but I just wanted to be in the cool club of Muslim women who wore hijab. That's cute. My home life, this sounds exactly like me as a Christian version, yeah. where I was just like, this is a me thing. I'm loving it. I'm yeah. having fun. My home life was a bit tumultuous. And my parents fought a lot and were very strict and temperamental, and religion gave me a sense of control and hope. Fast forward, I'm 20, and I have a crushing realization that I am gay. I always secretly knew I liked girls, but I wasn't fully convinced that everyone wasn't attracted to women, which is totally fair. fair. I thought purity culture was super easy because who would want to talk to a guy anyway? But in high school, I was in love with my best friend from youth group who dated a string of toxic boyfriends, each one more infuriating than the next. But I thought that we had a special bond and I literally told a friend I don't think I could marry a man because I would have to find that male version of my best friend. And I don't know any man like that. I eventually realized I was in love and took a step back and let it fade so I could just readjust our friendship. I eventually came out of my delusion and fully accepted that I am a lesbian. But what now? My parents are crazy, not exaggerating, and fully homophobic. Coming out feels like betrayal, like I'm betraying my little community that raised me to be a proud Muslim woman and who I actually am feels like the antithesis to that. All the money my parents spent, resources, my mosque invested in my Islamic education, all to waste. If I'm out, if I came out fully, my parents would either straight up disown me, try to just marry me off anyways, some strange version of conversion therapy or worse. I'm low key worried about bodily harm. I have close friends that know and they are great and amazing. And they say that if I lose my bio family, they will be my family, but I don't want to burden them. Sometimes I think I could just marry some poor sucker of a man that I tolerate and just pretend because even though I don't have the best relationship with my family, they are still my family and losing my whole family and community is unfathomable. Now that I'm 21 and graduating college, I'm basically on the marriage market. My mom relentlessly asks me if any good Muslim boys reach out, if anyone's hitting on me, if I'm texting anyone and the answer is always no. I feel so guilty because she's excited about because she is excited that I'm the oldest of five. She always says she wants to see me happy with a man and kids. I'm broken over how deeply I will disappoint them and embarrass them in front of all of their family, friends, and mosque. Because um, we are a pretty dominant family. Every once in a while, I think if I just find a guy I could be friends with, still tough because I hate men, uh, and be married, I'll drink the religion Kool-Aid and maybe I'll just be happy in heaven if that even exists. Why do I either have to lose my family or miserable and be miserable or live a lie and be miserable? Should I just stuff all my feelings in and hope I will just turn straight over time? Or do I have to risk it and rip off the bandaid and be out and proud? Any thoughts and advice would be greatly appreciated from a loving PP. Oh, that is just like the most difficult spot to be in. Cause like she said at the end, it's like, which version of miserable do I pick? Yeah. Missy Elliott. I, <laughs> I think it's very hard to give on advice on this as somebody who did not grow up in a household that for whatever reason mm -hmm. would cut me off for being gay. Like I knew it might be difficult. I knew they might not understand at first. Like I had all those fears, but I knew at the end of the day, I wasn't going to lose my family, lose mm -hmm. my community. Um, so that's the, I'm coming at it from a very specific lens that I just immense privilege that I will just fully never understand your position. But I just don't think that it's 
healthy or possible to like live a fruitful life hiding part of who you are. Yeah. I think that it can be really difficult and there's a lot of great people who are examples of this who have taken those steps to leave the situations they're in so that they can go live their truth and it's of course hard. Um I always use Kate Austin as such a good example. She is a content creator and she basically had to let her family go for many, many years because they didn't accept her being gay. And just recently she's rekindling that relationship and is really Mm -hmm. excited about it. Mm -hmm. And she had fully came to terms with never being able to speak to her family again. And now it's happening. So she was able to do that and find happiness without her family in her life. And she was able to wait and them come back around a bit. So I think focus on your safety first. Make sure you're in a safe situation before you come out or do anything that could risk you being harmed. Yeah, um, that's, that's the worrisome aspect of it. Yeah, because it's just not like you can just like say it and someone's mad at you. Like you're you're risking a lot more than mm-hmm. I think that either of us could ever fathom. Mm-hmm. Like you had to lose your community, but did you ever feel fear of being hurt in any way? No. And also my parents were not the religious aspect either. So it was like my family was a safe space, which is what everyone wants. Yeah. Um, I think that the unfortunate reality is that some people are dealt easier cards. And I think that you were not dealt easy cards and that sucks. And I'm sorry that you feel it. Um, I don't think there are clear answers sometimes to things like this. Mm -hmm. Like it's just going to be hard. I think maybe the fallacy in your thinking is that you're, oh, do I do this and be miserable or do I do this and be miserable? I think that you might be, I think you will be miserable if you, hide that you're gay and marry a man and stuff it down and try to be this good yeah like girl. she said hopefully i just end up falling in love with a guy and it's like that's just not i don't think that's gonna happen yeah but i do think that there is a much brighter possibility that the other option doesn't go as bad as you think yeah I am not recommending that you come out and be loud and proud and whatever, but I am just saying that I think the other option is not going to be good for you either. So I wouldn't try to get comfy with that thought. Yeah. Um, It's kind of guaranteed that you're not going to find happiness hiding who you are and just appeasing everybody else, but it's not guaranteed that you'll be miserable if you go and seek out living your life how you want to. There's a lot of hope in that. And a lot of people find hope in that every single day. I don't know much about like the Muslim community as it relates to LGBTQ and stuff. But like, I wonder if there are some good influencers that I'm sure that there are a lot of like queer Muslim women that like I would see how they handled it. Yeah, Um, I feel like they would have very like specific advice on how to navigate that. Yeah. Which... I just can't, we can't give that to you just because we don't know it. But the things that we do know are like, it's not which miserable am I going to be like that you have to know. And I know it doesn't feel like it, but that is the truth. It is not that there's a whole, it gets better is something that every queer person knows 
like yeah. the back of their hand because it, it sound truly corny, does yeah. like it truly does get better mm-hmm. so please don't take this as like which shit pile am i gonna yeah. deal with it's you gonna be hard now for yeah. sure it's hard you're in a really shitty spot but that doesn't mean it's going to always be this way yeah. and it actually won't it won't like it will get better mm-hmm. um but i think invest in your community invest in the family that said that they will be your family like those are the right people to be close to and they know your situation better than we do so get advice from them like what do they think that you should do how do they think you should go about it um and also be really careful like cam said about coming out if you actually feel like you're in a harm's way um Mm -hmm. some people don't have the luxury of coming out the same way that other people do so i just wouldn't feel pressured to do it some certain way yeah I think you have to kind of be proactive about how you handle this. Um, Don't let this just kind of boil up until one day you're like, I have to tell everyone. Mm -hmm. I think you need to set yourself up for a little bit of success. Like you said, I think investing in the community that loves you and expanding that community. There are so many incredible people who are going to embrace you with open arms. Um, Yeah. Expanding that community, having safe spaces for you to go to if anything were to happen yeah and just kind of setting yourself up for a happy life where maybe your family is temporarily out of it but you also don't know that for sure like there there are chances there's siblings sometimes are way more open to that yeah aunts cousins like sometimes if your parents take a little longer there's other family members who can kind of act as like the liaison between you that's a good point um, but yeah, we wish you all the best. We oh, love you a lot. Wait, I had one other thought. Yeah. Um, fuck. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, it wasn't revolutionary and it wouldn't solve the problem, but it might have helped soften the blow. Oh, well, you can email her yeah. or we can post it on our Instagram story if you think Whoa. of it. Frank is, Frank is shedding, shedding so badly. so hard on me. He's a sleepy boy. Oh. Thank you for joining us for another slumber party. We love you guys so much. We love you. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Hi, my little echo. (laughs) Hi, my little echo. Frank, Frank, do you want to say anything? Yeah. Oh, he's got so little to say today. Okay. Okay. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.